Watch this immediately. Oh, shit, we're back. Um, This is Watch This Immediately, the podcast that glories in exposing the just god-awful inadequacies of its hosts and then trying to rectify those inadequacies. Me? I'm one of those hosts. My name is Steven. Yeah, he's the other one. And once again, I think we should call this one Now Hear This. Correct. Because we're not watching anything. We warned you about this. Not not warned. We promised you. Yes. yes. This is a, this is a good thing that we were going to listen to some Richard Marx. We gave you some homework. Three episodes. Three episodes. Six songs. Six songs. Cool. Six songs. No, we're going to spend three episodes talking about this. I have a lot of thoughts about this playlist. <laughs> Part one begins tonight. Um, Richard Marx. Yes, sir. I knew of Richard Marx. I knew uh, most of these songs. Well, you know, um, there there were his there were songs that were. Somewhat popular. There, there were some hits. There were some deep cuts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, take us into it. Why Why Richard Marx? Why are we discussing okay. Ricardo Marx? So when I was first in this country, for some unknown reason, and I think it's just because, you know, with South Asians in, in particular, mm-hmm. if we come here, we go one of two ways musically. You either go into rap or you go into, like, kind of top 40 or soft rock. Hmm. Why is it never klezmer? You know, it's just not something that we're we're enchanted by. Okay. Although, Fair enough. knowing the tabla and, like, you know, the, like that kind of music, sitar, you know, why not, why not klezmer? I just want to see somebody come over from, like, Saudi Arabia and be like, I'm a huge Frank Zappa fan. <laughs> Got to America and immersed myself in all things Zappa. <laughs> That's not going to happen. I'm sorry. Mm, just once. Somebody's, uh, someone has to break the mold. Somebody's got to be the exception that proves the rule. Yeah, Saudi's not known for innovation. No. Just FYI. Goddamn. But, uh, but yeah, no, so this, so Richard Marks, I got into uh, because I, I saw one of his videos and I was like, this raspy voice speaks to me. This molded man is the aesthetic that I want to take with me into the 90s. Correct. And... And then, you know, soon after I viewed the, the Richard Marks video, I received a flyer from a BMG. Oh, no. <laughs> and so... How much do you owe now? You know, I think, uh, I think with interest, probably like $4 million. Oh, God. <laughs> they probably technically own your house. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're, they're just like, yeah, we've, we've been sending you like CDs for the last... Like, you know, 28 years. Got to so. check your P.O. box. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I'm just going to have a bunch. Like, did you, did you ever get BMG? I got the, the come-ons for it, but I had already knew. There used to be a magazine called Penny Power, uh-huh. which was like a, a financial responsibility magazine for kids. Interesting. And uh, But it, it warned you against stuff like that. Um, and so my parents had a subscription to Penny Power Magazine, and that's where I learned a lot of uh, things that helped me later in life. But I learned not to take advantage of those 12 for one or seven for the price of one deals. Well, the only uh, financial education I personally received was uh, my dad making me write out checks because he felt he was above it. So (laughs) I was not given the same Penny Power 
education that you are. But on the bright side, you could forge your dad's signature. Uh, yes. On financial documents. Well, I mean, okay, fine. This is even worse. I would write out the checks. He would sign them. That's the only time he would wield the pen. Damn. Yeah. It was. It's definitely a vibe. Hmm. And so, yeah, I I then said this Richard Marx is something else. And so, as part of I think my initial BMG, um, like haul, uh, the three Richard Marx albums I think was part of it. Wow. So you got Richard Marx, Repeat Offender, and Rush Street all in one concentrated dose? This is correct. Wow. Yeah. That's that's a lot to take in all at once. Yeah. Is this fan club called the Marxists? They should be, shouldn't they? I would want that <laughs> for the world. No, no, no. I, I will relate something to you later about Richard Marx's later life that will uh, maybe take you off the Marxist uh, path here. I don't know how... Firmly, I'm on the Marxist path, not to not to spoil anything. But you know, at at the time I, I acquired my Richard Marx, I was I was a young man, new to the ways of love. Sure, we were inflamed yeah. back then by Richard Marx's unbridled jungle passion. Exactly. Now, now you know, with Weird Al, the discussion was was much more, I think, abstract and philosophical. But see, the Richard Marks, I, I did not, uh, I did not make this recommendation because he is like the best artist out there. I got the feeling when we were talking about this beforehand that mm-hmm. it's it's kind of the story of your coming of age, as it yes, were. Yes, correct, correct. And how these how these songs slotted into that. Yes, and so you know, <clears throat> endless summer nights, rhythm of life, and heaven only knows, they were there for me. In my my initial uh, bouts with heartbreak. Okay. So, in ninth grade, I had I had two 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 women I was into. I mean, girls. Come on, let's let's. They, get it. No, there were yeah, there were girls. Let's we're, get it right. We're not going to call we're not going to call these people women and men. <laughs> they were not women. They were girls. And so, um, you know, I was I was a ninth grader. I was you know thirteen. I'm picturing you with a Richard Marxian mullet. You wouldn't be far off. Excellent. I mean, I, I didn't have, like, it wasn't poofy. It was straight, but it was definitely, you know, party party in the back, business in the front. Sure, it was the style at the time. Yeah. And so, um, you know, when, 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 they, when inevitably I found out that my feelings were not, uh, my love was not requited, you know, at night I would listen to my Richard Marks tape, the first one. Because, you know, I, I, I didn't... I don't know. For some reason, the first album at that point spoke to me more. Hmm. And so I, I listened to it, you know, and just... Listened to Endless Summer Nights because that just put me in a good vibe. Rhythm of Life. It's kind of a poppy hit. You know, it's kind of, kind of bouncy. Sure. But then Heaven Only Knows. That was the one where, you know, he's like very... It's, uh, it's, it's, it's overwrought. It's very melodramatic. Yep. But you know, for a young man who's who's going through his his, his first like rejections, the song speaks to you. Well, my thoughts about Heaven Only Knows as I was listening to it was a great line from Futurama. Go. Where Fry is looking longingly a, a younger version of Fry is looking longingly at a copy of the Breakfast Club soundtrack. <laughs> 
and he says, I can't wait till I'm old enough to feel ways about stuff. And uh, that that yeah. seemed to capture capture the vibe here. Because yes. music, when we're kids, um, music is aspirational. Yes. We listen to stuff that makes us feel older somehow. Yes, yes. That makes us feel like we have, by listening to the song, we have unlocked something or gained some wisdom. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like, with the heaven only knows, I mean, I, I felt like as I, I had been searching for so long. And... Uh, and my search had to continue hmm. because love was not there for me yet. Sure. That's it. It rarely is in ninth grade, Correct. Correct. but that is a universal feeling yeah. of sadness. But you know, you, you listen to some heaven only knows man. And I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I hit that. I hit the, uh, the rewind button a few times. Sure. Okay. Maybe 10, 20 times. There's nothing wrong with that. And, Wear that uh, tape out. Yeah. And, and you know, it's just like, wow. I don't know if I'll ever feel. I don't know if I'll. I don't know if my heart will ever, will ever feel again. It's, it's too much. Put I put I, I put everything into these uh, into these these relationships. Even though one of these women didn't even know that I was into it. Yeah. Did the did the girls know that you had a relationship? <laughs> one of them did. Yes. Okay. I'm going to give you that. Okay. The other one did not. All right. She was a senior. You know, at at the time. You were in ninth grade? Yeah. You were... Okay. I will give you credit for shooting the full court shot. No, but here's the thing, man. I'm going to hit you with an even, an even iller fact. Okay. One of them, seventh grade. The other one, twelfth. So you're covering... I had a wide spectrum. You're running the gamut. Yes, correct. As long as they were not your age, you didn't care. Correct. I, I was... I was not only robbing the cradle, but I was also the grave. <laughs> I was also purloining the gravestone. Yes, correct. <laughs> That's a good excellent. One. Robbing the cradle and robbing the grave. <laughs> excellent. Oh God. So yeah, I mean that was that, that that was how I got into to this 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 Richard Marks vibe. That's the appropriate way to do it. I mean, being rejected by a seventh grader and then. A 12th grader. Were you rejected by her, or did she just not know who you were? Oh, the 12th grader knew who I was, but she was universally annoyed by me. Okay. Because looking back, um, I was just like, she's playing hard to get. Like like the High Five song. I don't think it, yeah, I don't think it was rejection as so much as disregard. Yeah, oh, disregard, and, and, and let's mix it with a little active disdain. Sure. Yeah. The classics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, now now the first three songs they're like a suite of the heart. What do you think of them? Well, let's see. Um, the first the song the first three songs are all from that first album, That's which right. came out in 1988, if I'm not mistaken. That is right. Um, 1987 and 88 are two horrible years for production sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyone, if you're curious about this, uh, there's it's just a very tin, yeah. very tinny, compressed sound to everything. Um, some offenders on this are uh, Metallica and Justice for All, uh, Motley Crue, Girls, Girls, Girls. Um... David I mean, Lee Roth, the, maybe? Yeah, David Lee Roth, Skyscraper album, Van Halen's OU812. Um, 
a very thin, processed, arid sound really permeated um, pop and rock music at that time. Mm. And as somebody who's straddled pop and rock, Richard Marx really seems to have committed, committed every single sin on the list. Um, so to start with, I okay. hated the sound on all three of these songs. Okay. Okay. Um, I hated the drums. I hated the guitar sound. Um, everything was very, very dry, and I, I didn't like any of that. That said, um, Endless Summer Nights is a great pool song. Yeah, yeah, right. This is this is a song you should be listening to. Like we could go out to the community pool right now, exactly. and you know, take a couple of uh, you know canned margaritas. Yeah, just yeah. sit back and listen to this song on repeat for hours. Hundred percent. It's a great pool song, um, and it's got a great chorus. Um, I, the chorus is unimpeachable. And and you know, later on in my life, the uh, endless summer nights. It was the sign-off I would use in the memo of the line of my checks. Like, whenever I'd give my roommate rent, it would be, like, four, and then I would just say endless summer nights. I would always put, you were wonderful last night. <laughs> um, which irritated an ex of mine no end I on the, the occasions that over the years that I needed to write her checks. I'm actually kind of surprised she was annoyed by that, just knowing her vibe, but... I mean, what After I, a while, I think she kind of lightened up about it. But the first time, like when she had to actually take a take a check to the bank that I had written her for something and deposit it, and she realized that oh, I wrote you were wonderful last night on this check that she's depositing, she was a little irritated by that. Look, you know, if you she, don't, she knew who she was involved exactly, with, exactly, exactly. If you don't want the horns, don't mess with the bull. Exactly, mm-hmm. precisely. You get it. I, hundred percent. Anyways. Um, Rhythm of life. There's nothing wrong with it. Mm. There's there's nothing for it for me at this age. I might have felt different if I had heard this back then, because um, I I didn't really know. I knew endless summer nights from something. Of course. Um, it was it was on a lot of yeah. You, you heard it on the radio, and I think this that one probably got into some TV shows and mm-hmm. movies and things. So endless summer nights, you know it even if you don't know it. Mm-hmm. Um, rhythm of life, not so much, um, but. Rhythm of Life, if I had heard it back then, I, I might have gotten into it. It's that kind of generic, be good to yourself, right. go out and get it, get back in there, champ, um, which is all sorts of songs like that. Right. And there's nothing's wrong with any of them, and you know, it's important that you find the song that works for you. This one, as a 40-something-year-old man, it, it doesn't do anything for me, but I could see how somebody who is 13 years old, or you would, what, what 14? 13. 13, 14. Yeah, that speaks right to the 13, 14-year-old. So now I realize now, with us speaking about this, like I needed something to, 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 to lift me before heaven only knows, like brought me all the way back down. So, yeah, I can see it. I can see the utility of this song at that age. Um, listening to it today, I was just like, okay, all right. That, this is a thing that exists. There's, there's nothing, again, nothing wrong with it. We need those songs to order us to have a good time. Um, I think for me it was everybody have fun tonight. Yeah. <laughs> that, those were the marching orders that I wanted back then. Um, rhythm of Life. I have nothing against it. I have no strong feelings one way or the other. Um, Heaven Only Knows, 
that same ex and I used to call songs like this the wisdom of 20, mm. um, where you're super young and you know everything. Right. And you're like, I want to share my... I want to share my knowledge with the world. Yes. I want to tell everybody how wise I am. Right. And uh, we found those things really insufferable. <laughs> so to, to listen to it with fresh ears uh, today was difficult. Mm. And at, in the end, it broke me. Because just the lyrical content, the sound that I've already established I hate, mm. Um, the fact that I have no emotional attachment to the song, mm-hmm. I broke negatively on this one. Okay, that's fine. I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. So I, I listened to all of these. I listened to the whole list that you gave me straight through, and then I listened to each of them twice mm-hmm. on their own. Um, but not having only knows. No, I, I actually listened to really? all of them twice. Okay, yeah. Right. Um, we'll we'll get to a way that I had to fudge that policy a little bit towards the end. But, oh, right. but yeah, I, I listened to all of Heaven Only Knows. I kind of bounced off of that one. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. But, because, uh, you know, to your point, you are a 40-something-year-old man. Yeah. My aspirations are different now. You have actually, you know, you have the wisdom of, like, 46 rather than the wisdom of 20. Yeah. So And Richard Marks, I don't know how old he was at this time, but... But yeah, he was not old. Yeah, he was still a he was a young pup back right. then. And so you know, listening to it now, yeah, you know, if if I did not have the emotional connection to it, I would probably feel similar to you. Okay. But those are my thoughts on the songs from his first album. Okay. Um, Endless summer nights. I would absolutely not uh, would not change the channel mm-hmm. if it comes in on the one hundred two point nine, the hit station in the area. Mm-hmm. I would listen to it. The others I would probably skip. Okay. Now, Satisfied. This is probably, this was my first introduction to Richard Marks. Hmm. I think for uh, The most, first thing I know of, because I saw the video on MTV. I think for, yeah, for a lot of people, this is probably the case, because I think the Endless Summer Nights video, if I'm not mistaken, is just like one of those kind of weird concert videos, hmm. you know, like where they're, they're just in, they're on a stage, but like there's no one there, and, and... Yeah, I think I think Satisfied was the first one where it was actually kind of like a, a true video per se. That sounds about right. Yeah, and so uh, you know, this one again, I was was it? I, I I remember this because this was one of the few happy moments of my childhood. When you finally decided you weren't going to stop until you were satisfied. Well, I, I was I was out and about at an amusement park as as youngsters are known to be. Yeah. With with my my girlfriend in seventh grade. Cool. Yes. So this was is this the one that that broke your heart? No, they both did. Okay. They both did. They both. But this is the seventh grade girlfriend. Yes, yes. When you were in ninth grade. Yeah, that's right. Caught between two eras. I mean, I was women who were too young for you and women who were too old for you. I went. So after the seventh, I was like, you know what? These young women, too much. I got to go for the older set. Sure. That's why I went 12. Had there been, like, college options, I probably would have fixated on those. You. <laughs> For them. <laughs> but, but no, I was, I was at an amusement park, and the song was playing in the car, and I was holding hands with my seventh-grade girlfriend. And, and, you know, whenever the song comes on, 
that that memory is in my head. Takes you back to that. Yeah, those are the best songs. Yeah, the man. songs that take you back to a positive memory. And we we sang to it together. <laughs> we did. <laughs> that's. I mean, we that, sang along. That, that's a sweet memory, but the 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 yes. mental image of. Two, two young dorks yes, singing. That's correct. <laughs> Don't you know? That's ain't gonna correct. stop until I'm satisfied. Yes, hundred percent. To each other, whatever you are picturing is exactly what happens. <gasps> Look at those nerds. <laughs> okay, we were in the back of my friend's mom's car. Well, it yeah. gets even better. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Chaperoned young love. Yes. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I remember that. Um, I think there was something. Else, oh God! Children of the Night—that was terrible. I was so glad that yeah. that was something Spotify added to the playlist because I was like, I don't want to listen to Children of the Night. Hell no. Um, you know, I, I mean, whenever like that's one of the few Richard Mark songs where I'm like, no way. No, those message okay. songs and Hazard as well from the Rush Street. Oh album. God, I was really glad Hazard wasn't on this when no. you when you initially suggested Richard Marks. I was like, if we have to listen to Hazard, I'm out. Hell no, Hazard, terrible. Got a lot of bad things to say about Hazard. Ter- terrible, on every level. Yes. Okay. Good. As long as we establish that. Okay. Now, for you, sonically, how did you feel? Um. Repeat Offender is a far better sounding album. Is that I'm going to assume was, that one's it from ninety ninety one? Okay, I yeah, it, it definitely sounds pretty much that that era of super dry compressed sound was like from nineteen eighty eighty seven to eighty eight, and then yeah. like suddenly in eighty nine everyone broke out of it. Yeah, and yeah. to this day, if you hear something that sounds like um, like Heaven Only Knows or Rhythm of Life or Endless Summer Nights, you know it came from eighty seven and eighty eight. Right. Um, so yeah, the the production values in the early '90s are so much better, and so as a result, Satisfied doesn't really um, doesn't really stick to its time period as much as the first three do. It still does. It still sounds early '90s mm-hmm. um, because there's a that kind of performer that he is that like uh, new R and B for the white boy, yes, kind of style yes. that. That always sounds tied to its particular era. Um, the same way Hall and Oates were that way in the early '80s. You hear that sound, you're like, okay, that's that's early '80s. That's Hall Fair. and Oates. Fair. Richard Marx kind of has that vibe, carries that vibe into the early '90s. But um, Satisfied, it, it's another one of those where, like, okay, yeah, it's get out there and get it. Don't stop until you're satisfied. Yeah. It's it's a generic message that everyone needs to hear sometimes. And you know the 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 two. The two young people who are in a, like very fond of one another can can relate to and connect over. It's such a weird thing for <laughs> two young dorks to connect over. <laughs> yes, I'm glad, but that that's so weird. <laughs> that's just bizarre. But you know, after we came back from from the amusement park, she broke up with you. Uh, no, that was. That was a little later. Okay. We just kind of... It started here. I heard through the grapevine, i.e. my friend's sister, that she was, like, not into me anymore. It's, and so I ghosted her. She ghosted me. This was when she started having second thoughts. Yeah. She was playing along with you, but... Yeah. But but, but uh, I, I will say that uh, after we came back from the amusement park, we watched a Gallagher video. <laughs> <laughs> How did that story get worse? <laughs> 
That's like a left turn down a dark street. I know, right? Yeah. Did you did you laugh uncontrollably? We laughed, yes. The genius of Gallagher. Yep. When he when he did the sledgehammer of the watermelon, we were we were in, in stitches. Wow. Yeah. I bet Eddie Murphy blew your fucking mind when you finally learned of him. You know, it was uh it was different. I liked it a lot. It was great. Okay. So, so okay. Satisfied. It's that's another song I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't change the channel, mm-hmm. but uh, I also wouldn't turn it up. Mm-hmm. So the, the the apotheosis of my Richard Marks um, like introduction was the next song. Keep coming back. Mm. It was big. This is another one I remember. It was big, and so yeah, I, I was watch. I like I I heard it on the radio, and I'm like, oh my god, this song's great. This is another one I saw the video for. I feel like it was like a world premiere video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. On MTV. It was a big thing. Because I think by this time, you know, you had two albums. Very successful. Well, Repeat Offender was huge. Oh, huge. And so, um, whatever, whoever his, uh, his, his record company was, were like, Rush Street, we're put it, pulling out all the stops. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're actually going to make a video for Hazard that Two involves- videos. Two. There were two videos oh, for God, Hazard. Oh, that is one of the reasons why it sucked so bad is because the the video cycle lasted longer than it would have been on TV because there were two versions of the video. Oh, Lord. That's the worst. Sorry. Yeah. And he he threatened a third version that would explain everything. What? Oh, okay. I cannot, I cannot agree with this on any level. Yeah, fuck Hazard. And so, yeah, like, again, this song, something, something about it sonically, even now... When I hear it, I'm like, hmm, all right. But, you know, again, I was confused by the ways of love. I didn't know anything. And so him talking about this woman who was bedeviling him and enchanting him, I was like, that's me too. Well, it's it's a tradition amongst uh, boys yes, yes. to be treated poorly by a girl that they find really attractive and keep going back for more. Yeah, correct. Correct, correct. Super dumb that way. This was maybe more, you know, um, in, in, in my 12th grade phase, uh, girlfriend crush phase. I mean, we don't grow out of that until no. a while. So I, I'm assuming you still had more of those after <laughs> yeah. after she was done with that's you. Right. That's right. But, you know, again, I was like, wow, why isn't this 12th grade girl into me? Because like, you were in ninth grade. Like, I decided to not watch Fern Gully with the rest of the class and go hang out with her. <laughs> <laughs> Why is she so interested in being around guys who have cars? Yeah, exactly. But come on, you know, I may not have a car, but I'm—I mean, you know, I'm so cool. My mom—I mean, well, I mean, okay, fine. My mom never said I was handsome because she—that <laughs> would be giving me a compliment which she was strictly against. So but, uh, neither your paramour nor your mom thinks no, you're handsome. No, what about grandma. No, not at all. Damn. Um, in my grandma's, I did not know, so oh. they, they weren't unable to. She would have thought you were handsome. Maybe. I mean, it's 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 fifty fifty. But uh, but yeah. So as I said, even now, you know, if I listen to if I, if I hear it, I'm like, all right, I might listen to it again. You know, maybe find it on YouTube or Spotify. Mm-hmm. Just be like, all right, let me vibe out to this once more. I think this is the certified banger amongst all of these. Yes, yes, correct. Um, it's got. 
again, owing to its time, it's got that post New Jack swing yeah, sound yeah, to it, exactly. which once again ties it specifically to its time, but I don't think in a bad way. No. Um, you know, this makes you think early '90s, and I don't hate it. Um, but but this is the one. You know, if I'm uh, coming back to the radio, if this comes out on the radio, I'm turning it up. Yeah, hell yeah. Because this is a good song. This hell. is a good smooth jam. Exactly. Another good pool song, I think. It's it's the kind of song that a thirteen year old be like, you know what? When when I do whatever mommies and daddies do, maybe I'll play this song. Yeah. <laughs> when you're listening to it. When you got your broken heart, yeah. before you're ready for Return of the Mac, <laughs> like this is the song you listen to when you bottom out, and then once you start climbing back up, it's Return of the Mac for the next six weeks. That's right. <laughs> but right, you know the Mac is around the corner when you spend six days listening to Keep Coming Back on repeat. Because yeah, you know, because you, then you're like, you know what, she did lie to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now, the Mac has returned. Yeah. He's back. Where's my handcuff? That's right. That I can let dangle. And, and then, you know, like, like, like I want to be in a position where a woman will be like, stop letting me down. Because that implies that I've, I've gotten into her, her mind to where, you know, I can let her down. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. Now, the last song, hmm. Silent Scream. <laughs> it's not going to get better if that's your attitude. Well, no. So, so the, once I got a car, I my, my parents were like, "Well, you know, he, they treated me akin to like what people today might think. If I had a robot that would just like do stuff that I told it to do, that'd be pretty awesome." I had a friend in high school and junior high who was like that. It's like as soon as his parents got him a car, they're like, you're driving us everywhere. Yeah. And so I had to drive my sisters to everything and um, even my mom because my mom did not drive at the time. Hmm. And so, yeah, I was, I was. Did you get like some gloves and a, a hat? <laughs> Chauffeurs hat? I should have gotten one. Because some, I uh, was, I was a chauffeur. The nice shades. Yeah. And so what, what, uh. What I would do is, by this time I had a CD player. And I had a CD player that could, like, be programmed. Nice. And so, you know, I programmed this song to where I had an entire 90-minute cassette tape with only this song. This song? Yes. That's and I would play fascinating it. to me. And so when I was driving, so I, I was forced to drive my sister to a college program she was in. Okay. Which was on the Kansas City, Missouri side. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, to date, my parents had not seen fit to teach me how to drive in the big city, so I was just learning everything on my own. And uh, I mean, fortunately, this is what UMKC. Yeah, I mean, so you could just take Shawnee Mission Parkway to Ward Parkway and everything. Yes, that's right. And so, it still sucks for you. Well, no, I, I I took Seventy Fifth Street. Oh, well, that's. Because again, Weirder. nobody like taught me anything. Like no, I just that's fair. figured it out. I was like, oh, okay, well, if I take 75th Street, it'll eventually get to Troost. That's fair. I was introduced to this city by way of Shawnee Mission Parkway. Yes. So for years, everything related to Shawnee Mission Parkway Co- for me. Correct. And so, yeah, um, because, you know, I was forced into this servitude, mm-hmm. 
the song spoke to me. Interesting. Because I was silently screaming myself. And it's just like, you know what? And, and my mom, every time I would put on the tape, because she, for some unknown reason, was like, oh, well, we all have to travel together to, to pick up your sister. So it was me, my mom, and my youngest sister to pick up my middle sister. Every day um, in the summer of 1995, from about 3 p.m. to 4.30 or 5, we were going to UMKC and coming back. Listening to this song. Yes. Wow. No sing-alongs in that car. No. And, and every time I put it on, my mom was like, oh, my God, we've got to listen to this again. I'm like, look, you want me to drive? This is the price. <laughs> I was like, I don't like it either, but this is just how it's going to have to be. Look, I'm never going to side with your mom mm. over you. Mm. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this this, this was, uh, this again, remi- this reminds me, unlike, uh, like the other songs of a very dark period in my life. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, Richard Marks to me is darkness. Sadness and heartbreak. I wonder how he would feel to to know that. Now here's the. Now I was teasing something earlier. Hmm. So I read this uh, magazine story. Oh, hang on. Sorry. I have a couple of thoughts about silence. Please go ahead. This song can eat a dick. <laughs> okay. This song is terrible. Okay. Um, it's all this third person. Let me tell you about all of these sad normies and, hey, other sad normies. Why can't you understand that you sad normies need to be nice to each other? He's not even doing it in first person. He's like, I'm going to tell you all a story about how you guys are sad. <laughs> now, again. Fuck this song. This was Richard Marks after he got a haircut. And as I said, at that point, I was out. Rightfully so. This is a terrible song. If the rest of that album is anything like this. It's very similar, yes. Well, you were right to get out. You should have gotten out earlier. Now, oh my God, this song Mm. is terrible. It's just god-awful. I hate it so much. And as I said, I listened to this entire playlist. Yes. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to all of these, you know, a couple of times afterwards so I can get a feel for the individual songs. And um, I had to do Silent Scream 1, 2, 3 right in a row. I was like, I can't start over at Endless Summer Nights because once I get out of my patience for this song, I'm not going to get it back. Mm. So, like, if I started, if I listened to Silent Scream once and then went back and came back to the end, I'd be like, I'm not listening to that piece of garbage again. Mm. This is a dumpster fire of a song. Mm. And I am baffled by the idea that even in a dark time in your life, you wanted to listen to this song for hours in a row. I mean, look, you know, when people are going through things, they do weird stuff. This, this is part of that. uh, This is part of that. This was self abuse. It was. Well, I mean, it was, Yes, I, it, it was one of those things where, like, um, like if uh, if you if you're taking a hostage, like you're like I'm gonna shoot the hostage, but you know the bullet's gonna go through my head. If you're ever in this dark a place again, mm. and you think that you're going to listen to a few hours of Silent Scream, mm. just lock yourself in the closet and spank your nuts with a wooden spoon <laughs> for the amount of time that you would have done that. <laughs> It's going to be better for you. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Now, please continue. No, but um, <clears throat> I did listen. I did see a, uh, a magazine story 
where this lady made fun of Richard Marx on Twitter, mm-hmm. and he like clapped back at her, or maybe it was a dude. I don't. But like, they were like this. This woman was like, "Well, you know, I'm in Chicago." Richard Marx was like, "So am I. It's my town." And uh, they met up together. Richard Marx, man, kind of a right wing nut. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah, and so not the best. Not the best person. He he was very. He came off as very kind of um, disagreeable and just itching for a fight. He needs to take the advice of Rhythm of Life mm-hmm. and Satisfied. Yeah, he does. He needs to get up, be good to himself. He was unhappy. Get with, out and get his. You know, he was unhappy at having to cut his mullet and becoming this this. Uh, um, Clean-cut corporate drone. Look, if he were truly a man who wouldn't stop until he was satisfied, he would have kept that mullet. <laughs> That's true. This is, this is not a satisfied... This is not the man... The Richard Marks of Satisfied would be disappointed with the Richard Marks of today. <laughs> now, wh- one other thing is, uh, there, was this, there was a CBS sitcom called Life in Pieces. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Richard Marks played a lounge singer on that song named Buddy Daiquiri. Nice. That was pretty solid. Okay, so at least he had enough of a sense of humor to do that. Yeah, yeah. And so, again, this was uh, this is the Richard Marks playlist. And look, I don't like it any more than you do, but Richard Marks is a part of the '80s. Everyone knows him. I look. Similar to Weird Al, I think that Richard Marx does not need defense. Okay. Um, Silent Scream is a piece of crap. Okay. But Richard Marx, I mean, what? Richard Marx, Repeat a Vendor, and Rush Street. Three multi-platinum albums in a row. Correct. There's nothing that I can say that's going to make anyone feel any better or worse about Richard Marx. Yes. Which makes him a cultural touchstone. He is. You cannot think of... The 90s, like music in the 90s without hearing like Right Here Waiting or Endless Summer Nights or um, potentially keep coming back. Yeah. Now, with that, let's move on to the next thing we're going to do. Okay. I think it's time to get back to watching something. Yes. So, you have seen Indiana Jones. You've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark, I believe. No, I've seen the first one. I've seen That's the Raiders original. of the Lost Ark. Oh, is it? Okay, yes. yes. Okay. I've seen that. But you have not seen any of the others? No. Okay. I want to get your opinion on one of the movies that helped usher in the PG-13 era of movie watching. Mm. Um, it is a fascinating movie. Mm. I think it is a good movie and a bad movie all at the same time. Mm. And it is a culturally important movie for the aforementioned um, reasons. It is also... Culturally uncomfortable. Okay. And I want to get your opinions on that. Very well. Um, I am speaking of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Mm -hmm. So that is the assignment for next time. I'm looking forward to it. You might feel differently. (laughs) I I love it and I dislike it at the same time. Okay. Okay. My feelings are complex. Will it it be like, like Silent Scream for you, for me? I have no idea. I had no idea I would react as badly to Silent Scream as I did. But here we are. Yeah. 
hot garbage. <laughs> well, until next time. Don't stop until you're satisfied. Why is this